for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome, everyone, to Speak Life. So glad you're here with us tonight. Welcome to the broadcast. It's going to be a great night. I always want you to know that we are grateful that you are here in this place today and that you choose uh, to tune in to Speak Life. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here with you and and really to share the hope uh, that's only available in Christ Jesus. And we always approach things here on this broadcast uh, from a prophetic angle uh, with insights uh, into these amazing times that we're living in. And listen, no matter what is happening around the globe, you can rest assured God is still with us. Amen. Emmanuel, Yahweh Shema is his name. And God is with us, and uh, he's working through these things to bring his will to pass, even though it seems like man is trying to bring his will to pass. The Bible says that God actually laughs at that. And uh, God is confronting darkness in our world today. And he he's... Uh, he has not and he will not abandon his people. I spent many hours this week in prayer and in prayer for you and uh, in prayer for this broadcast tonight and in prayer for you because I believe uh, God loves his people more than we even begin to understand how much he loves us. And uh, his love is so tangible, it's so real, it's so strong. Uh, if we could just convince the people of God about the love of God, for God so loved us. He loved us when we were unlovely. And so he's not going anywhere. He's not leaving us. He's not forsaking us. You know, God has revealed many things uh, to me about the current conditions of our world and what he plans on doing about it. And, um, you know, remember this. God is always able to turn everything around in just one day. Do you know how many examples in Scripture uh, that God gives where in just one day, everything changes, everything, everything in their world changed from dark to light in just one day, you know? And uh, Esther, she in just one day turned everything around for the people of God. You know, you could go through every story. David uh, he was at Ziklag, and, and in just one day, he recovered everything. He pursued, he overtook, and he recovered all without fail, just like God said. And then in just one day, it looked like Jerusalem and Israel was so fragmented and splintered and and uh, a challenged that there was almost no nation available. And it looked like there was no way that David's prophetic promise of becoming king of all of Israel uh, could come to pass. And in just one day, God turned everything around. You know, it looked like uh, Peter was uh, the next one to be beheaded. And in just one day, God set him free supernaturally. I could go story after story after story after story, how God turned everything around in just one day. You know, whole nations have been delivered in just one day by the hand of God. And so remember, God is always able to reverse everything and turn it all around in just one day. Now, you may say, you know, Pastor Marty, that's just wishful thinking, and uh, that's impossible. Everything has gone too far now 
especially with our nation and the nations of the world? Well, I totally disagree. Nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible for God. And it is impossible for God to do nothing when his people are praying. The impossible is nothing for God, and it is, and nothing is impossible for God. Before we saw all of this that's happening in the world today, before we saw the breakdown of societies, before we saw the uh, the uh, the encroachment of uh, of evil and and the almost like a hostile takeover of nations. Before we saw all of this, God spoke to me in 2019, and I shared it right here on these broadcasts, uh, that there would be a long season of chaos, and a lot of chaos, and it was the beginning, it was as it was in the beginning, Uh, just like when God said uh, the earth was without form and void, and God said, let there be light. The Holy Spirit hovered over uh, the waters. He brooded over uh, the situations of chaos and tumultuous uh, disorder and dysfunction. Everything was without form and void. <clears throat> and God said, light. By the power of the Holy Spirit, God said, light. And, uh, and chaos uh, went into extreme darkness, the light of God went into chaos and into extreme darkness and brought divine order and divine alignment. And the, the evening and the morning was the first day. And so that's what the Bible says. And then it goes through the first six days of creation. And it says the evening and the morning was day two. The evening and the morning was the third day. The evening and the morning was the fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. And then God rested on the seventh day. The point I want to make is that it went from chaos to order and alignment. It went from darkness to light. You know, it went. It says in the evening and the morning. So it went from dark to light. And so everything in the kingdom of God looks like it goes from dark to light. In fact, we were born again and translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of his dear son, into the kingdom of God. And so God spoke to me in 2019 uh, that things were going to get chaotic and it was going to look like a lot of chaos Uh, But the Holy Spirit was brooding over all of these situations and speaking light into extreme darkness. And suddenly, there would be divine order. In just one day, God can turn it all around. And the people of God, I believe, are praying and interceding like never before right now. And, And God spoke to me back in 2019 that as his people would pray and intercede, God would show his power to this generation. You know, uh, many of the older saints, the more mature saints, have seen the power of God. We've seen supernatural manifestations of God's power. We've known the power of God. We've seen blind eyes open. Uh, I saw Dr. Sharon Stone pray for 
a, a man that had no hand, and in a building with no windows, a bright light shined on this, on this man who had lost his hand, and suddenly a hand grew out. I watched Dr. Sharon Stone, who is a powerful uh, apostle prophet of God in, in uh, England now, uh, in the UK, uh, she's a, a, a dear uh, mentor of mine. I like to call her a mom in the Lord. She doesn't like that, so I just call her my big, big sister. And uh, but she, I, I watched her pray for for a woman who could not walk, and she pulled on her toes, and suddenly this woman could walk. Well, she had no bones in her feet. And so I saw, I've seen the power of God move. And by the way, the woman began walking. I've seen the power of God move so, so dramatically. Uh, and, and a lot of the mature saints in the world today have seen the same thing. I've seen the dead raised. Uh, I prayed for three people myself that God raised from the dead. And, uh, you know, we've seen... Uh, deaf ears open. We've seen blind eyes open. We've seen broken bones healed right before our eyes. We've seen a place where there was no uh, no kneecaps. We prayed for a woman who had no kneecaps. They had been ground down to nothing, and God completely healed them and gave her new kneecaps. We've seen miraculous things happen, but you know this younger generation has not. And, you know, the people of God are praying, and we're interceding, and God is going to show his power to these new generations. God's going to show the young generations his amazing power, just like he did uh, to the, the children of Israel as they were coming out of Egypt. God, sh- he called them wonders. He said, I'm, gonna, I'm about to do wonders among my people. Now, Later, they called them plagues, uh, but God called them wonders. He wanted to show signs and wonders and miracles and power, a demonstration of his power. You don't mess with God's kids, amen? And so I believe as we're praying for the nations of the earth, and as we're praying and we're interceding for our nation, America the Beautiful, and when I pray, and I pray for America, I hear the voice of, of the Holy Spirit say, America the beautiful. That's why I say it so often. But I believe God is going to show his power uh, to this generation, and specifically, I believe, to America. And uh, I believe things will reverse rapidly because the people of God are praying. Listen, God hears the cries of his people. And the Bible says he'll not turn a deaf ear to his people. Uh, you can remember uh, when God was having a conversation with Abraham, and the Bible calls Abraham a friend of God, God's friend. And so Abraham was talking with God, and God was talking with his friend Abraham, who, who he was now in covenant with. And uh, God said, uh, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and Abraham uh, reasoned with God. Now, I mean, that's very bold. 
So he's he's reasoning with God, and he says, if there were 50 righteous, would you spare the nation? And he says, yes. And he said, if there was 40 righteous, and you know the story, he goes all the way down uh, to 10. And, uh, and so Lot and his family uh, were the last 10. And so God said, go get Lot and his family. And, and he brought Lot and his family out, and, uh, and God's wrath came down upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And so is there more than 10 righteous in America that are praying? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, God, I believe, hears the prayers of his people. And he is bringing order where there is chaos. Every place you see chaos, you're going to start seeing divine order and divine alignment coming into place. And we have confidence that we will receive the answers to our prayers. The Bible says when we pray according to the mind and the will of God, right? Not according to our will, but according to his will. And so what are his thoughts and his plans? Jeremiah said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. I have plans. I have thoughts of peace and not evil. I've got plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And so I believe we are seeing the casting down or, and the pulling down of demonic strongholds as God's people continue to pray. And uh, I've, I've seen... A, a few visions. I don't see visions every single day. I don't have dreams every single night. That's not the way it works for prophets. Now, some people um, may see more than others, and that's fine. Uh, but I, uh, what I've seen is I've seen uh, the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. And uh, Jesus prayed, let your kingdom come. And let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so as the kingdom of God is coming more and more into the earth, uh, it's driving out the principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places and powers in the demonic powers in the air. And those demonic strongholds are being pulled down and forced down by the prayers of God's people and, and the coming of the kingdom of God. I believe we're in the last of the last days. And, uh, and so we're seeing, in my opinion, uh, the pulling down of demonic strongholds right now. Every place that Jesus cast out, now Jesus, not just anybody else in the Bible, but Jesus casting out the devil out of somebody, there was this wild manifestation of screaming and frothing and throwing about of the person, uh, and then they leave. It's like uh, Psalm 112 at the end of Psalm of Psalm 112. It says they'll the the wicked will see it. They'll gnash with their teeth, and then fade away. And so that's what happens when when demons are being cast out. There's a there's a a, a, a struggle, but they're being cast out. And so I believe what we're seeing is the exposing and the casting out of demons that have been embedded in some places for maybe hundreds of years, uh, at least decades. Uh, but demonic strongholds are being pulled down, devils are being cast out. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing it being uh, cast out of systems 
out of industries, out of uh, whole government uh, elements of government and, and the judicial. And, and uh, you're going to see the faithfulness of God as he continues to answer the prayers of the saints. We are co-laboring with God. It's not like we're praying something that's our own will. We are praying according to the mind and the will of God. I also believe the expression of the voice of God through his prophets is bringing about these changes. Just a few words uttered from the mouth of God will unleash signs, wonders, and miraculous changes in the earth. And now some people may call them uh, plagues or, or wrath or those kind of things. Listen, I believe it is God's wonders being released, God's power, his, his signs, his wonders, his miracles, miraculous changes in systems and industries are happening right now because the people of God are praying. We are co-laboring with God. We're praying according to the mind and the will of God. We're praying according to the prophetic words that have proceeded from the mouths of God's prophets that line up with the word of God, and we understand the will of God, the mind of God. You can have the mind of God, the Bible says. And so we pray according to the mind of God, the mind of Christ, and we see God's will being done here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? I also believe we're seeing a great reset by the hand of the Lord. Now, we've preached about this for the last uh, a few years, about a great reset coming from God. And we're seeing that manifestation of that right now. Uh, what is a reset? I believe it is a reformation. A reformation. You know, when you hit the reset button on a computer, you know, if your computer locks up and it gets into a, a, a place where it doesn't work, how many of you know sometimes that's, the, that's where we are in systems in the earth and that's where we are in, in governmental things, that's where we are in, in uh, you know, various other aspects of life. But God hits the reset button just like you would on a computer and it looks like everything just shuts down. And you're wondering, is it going to just shut down? But then suddenly the light comes back on and everything is reorganized and reordered and reset. That is a reformation or a reformation. You could say a reformatting. Everything gets back out of, out of alignment, back into alignment. A reformation is where everything turns around and turns back to God. Listen, darkness is being driven out. And God is using his prophets in a powerful way to continue to speak vision for the future. These are the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope and a vision of what's about to come. God wants to show you what he has planned for your future. Amen? And the words that prophets speak are powerful words if engaged, if, the, if received and, and acted upon. Those words are light, and they're pushing back the hounds of hell. You know, Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 60 that darkness would cover the earth 
and gross darkness would cover the people. But And that's what I believe we're seeing a lot of right now. But the glory of the Lord would rise upon you, it says. Not just about anybody in general, but upon you. And his glory shall be seen upon you. See, that covers everybody. And a great harvest would happen. A great harvest. Well, I didn't read anything about a great harvest there, Brother Marty. It says Gentiles would come to your light. Gentiles, the word Gentiles means, it doesn't mean non-Jews. It means those without God. So a great harvest. You know, what happened uh, when Esther uh, hit the reset button uh, in, in, in that whole scenario? Uh, the Bible actually says that many people became Jews. You can read it in Esther chapter 8 and 9. Uh, it says many people became Jews. In other words, that is a picture of what's happening right now. Many people will become Christians. A great harvest of Gentiles or those without God. Gentiles would come to your light, it says. Even kings and rulers would come to the brightness of your rising. Listen, as hell is being pushed back in its place, driven out by the light of God and the light of his glory in his people. And so I want to encourage you today to consider God's true prophets. Consider what the, what the prophets are, have, the true prophets have prophesied. And I've talked before about true prophets, um, immature prophets, um, maybe confused prophets, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and then false prophets. But consider what God's true prophets are saying. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 20 declares, Believe God and be established. Why does it say that? It's speaking, this is a tumultuous time uh, for Judah, and part, uh, part of Jerusalem was uh, in this passage in Second Chronicles 20 was under Jehoshaphat. And the word of the Lord was, believe God and be established. You don't have to be uh, uh, in an unstable environment. You can be established knowing you're believing God. And then it says, believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. <clears throat> in other words, God saw them pass this battle, pass this tumultuous, chaotic moment that Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel were facing at that time. And he saw them in the place of victory, in the place where the enemies were already defeated and a great wealth transfer was happening and they were prospering. Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. See, God is raising up his prophets for a reason. Hosea chapter 12 and verse 13, it says, By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And that prophet was Moses, by the way. And by a prophet, he, Israel, was preserved. So there is a powerful anointing, preservation anointing on prophets. You believe God and you'll be established. You believe his prophets and you'll prosper. 
Even when it doesn't look like it's possible for people to prosper, God will preserve you and prosper you if you'll pay attention and give place and receive the prophets of God. So by a prophet, the people of God were brought out of the mess of the enemy in Egypt. And by a prophet, God preserved the people of God. Prophets are key in this hour to the work of God. Amen. Tonight, I'm going to continue teaching on the prophet's reward, and you can call this part three if you want, uh, <clears throat> and how you you are a recipient of the prophet's reward when you receive a prophet. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight. So thank you for coming to this house to be fed the word of the Lord. Thank you. And when I say I've been praying over this broadcast all week, what I mean is I've been praying for you. And I believe everything is changing for the good right now. I'm praying for you, and I'm believing God for changes for the good in your life. No matter what things may look like at the moment, if you don't understand the prophet's ministry, you can misunderstand it and discredit what thus saith the Lord. And I want you to know the report of the Lord is good. The devil is a liar And God is moving and changing everything for the good right now. He works all these things together for the good, for those that are called the called of God and those that are called according to his purposes, which is his people. Amen. So forget about the time frames. When's this going to happen? When's that going to happen? Forget about all that. God can supersede time. He can redeem time. He can give you time back. He can purchase it back for you. That's what the word redeem means. He can redeem your time, and he can give you back the years that the locust and the cankerworm and the palmer worm uh, have eaten away, according to Joel chapter 2. So don't worry about time frames right now. God can supersede time, and he does it all the time. You know, Solomon wrote, there's nothing new under the sun. In other words, history is going to repeat itself. And just like it was in the beginning, the devil always asks the same question. Hath God said? Do you really know that God said these things? Or are you just heading headlong into disaster, uh, high on hopium? (laughs) You know, no, God hath said. If you've got a thus saith the Lord, fight the good fight of faith with it. James chapter 1 and verse 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And this guy is not going to receive anything from God as long as he's wavering uh, like the winds pushing the ocean waves around. Uh, Ask God in faith, not doubting. Amen? Just ask God in faith and stand firm and believe it. Be single-minded about these things. So God is not through, by the way, with America. America the beautiful. America shall be saved. And God is working through every situation right now, keeping covenant with his people. Religious people say, well, we are not keeping covenant with him, and so we are inviting his wrath upon our nation. You know, that sounds good, but that's religious and ridiculous. When we are weak, the Bible says he's strong. That's what covenant is all about. This nation is founded on covenant. Amen? Don't let religion make you double-minded. Amen? The Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Jesus taught, 
by the way, the parable about the prodigal son, which could be used as an example for a nation as well. That son went completely off the rails, went through hell on earth. He didn't have to, but he did for a while. But then he finally came to himself. He repented. He hit the reset button, and he came running back to his father's house. I still believe, listen to me, I still believe in the covenant mercy and the covenant grace of God. I believe in it. Romans chapter 4 and verse 6, it says in the Passion Translation, apart from our works, God is enough. Apart from our works, God is enough. Here's what David says. What happy fulfillment is ahead for those whose rebellion has been forgiven and whose sins are covered by blood. What happy progress comes to them when they hear the Lord speak over them, I will never hold your sins against you. Isn't that powerful? That's the Passion Translation, Romans chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. I encourage you, the Passion Translation is a great translation. You know, I was reading some polling and some statistics, and these are from the strongest polling and statistic companies, and uh, the three top ones, and they combined them all and averaged them all out. And when they did that, it says that over 90% of America, listen, over 90% of America still believes in God, says that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. Over 90%. In other words, they may not do everything the way you do in your church, but they confess Jesus is their Lord and Savior. In fact, some of them may not even go to church. They may have some wrong beliefs. They may not be as on fire as you and I or your church may be. But, you know, we are not to judge if they're saved or not. If they confess Jesus as Lord and Savior and believe it in their hearts, that's what the Bible's prescription is. If you confess uh, believe it in your heart and confess with your mouth. The only part that God knows is whether they believe it in their heart. We can't do that. We don't know that part. That's God's part. And if they believe it in their heart and confess it with their mouth, then they're saved. And so all we have to go on is the confession of their mouth, and, and we shall know the, the tree by its fruit, obviously. But over 90% of America, when you combine all those polls and statistics, say that Jesus is their Lord and they believe in God. And so I'm going to take that at face value and believe that God is still at work in this nation. Hebrews chapter 10 talks about the finished work of Jesus Christ and the covenant that we have with Almighty God. It says in uh, Hebrews 10, 16, says, this is the covenant that I'll make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and into their minds. I will write them. And then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. <laughs> so powerful. 
Now, where there is remission of these, there's no longer an offering for sin. So powerful. In other words, you're not going to have to pay for your sin over and over and over again. Jesus paid for it. I believe God has more than enough prayer warriors that are seriously praying for his mercy to be poured out on America and the nations of the earth. And we are about to see a great reformation and a great awakening and a great revival. If you believe it, just say amen at the camera or (laughs) at your computer or type it out. Amen, Brother Marty. Amen. I believe in the mercy and the grace of God. And I'm just encouraging you today. Don't let the the uh, mainstream media or, or, or the, the pressure of the world say things to you uh, to shake your faith away from God. You know God's mercy. You know his covenant. You know his life. You know his goodness. You know his grace. Amen? Amen. Well, like I said, I'm going to continue with... Uh, uh, teaching on the prophet's reward. So you could call this the prophet's reward part three. If you missed the last two weeks, uh, when you get a moment, go back and listen to them. They'll be very relevant. They'll be uh, important to to link together. Uh, But if not, uh, this message is going to be just as strong. And uh, you'll learn a lot and you'll understand about the prophet's reward. Amen. But it'll increase your understanding if you go back and listen to the first two. So let your faith be strengthened. Uh, let your faith be, you know, uh, we call, I call it getting a faith lift. Not a facelift, but a faith lift. Uh, let God lift your faith today. Amen. Uh, we are, you know, I've been doing a series on Sundays about being risen with Christ. And we are risen with Christ. And uh, God wants to walk with his people. He wants to talk with his people. And, uh, you know, it's important that, uh, you know, Michael 1 6 talks about how God wants to walk with us. He wants to talk with us. And, uh, you know, when I taught on being risen with Christ, I was referencing the Garden of Eden and how uh, when Adam sinned, uh, he ate the wrong food, and God went looking for Adam, and Adam said, listen, we're hiding because we're naked. And God said, who told you that? What tree have you been eating from? And so I want to question you again. <clears throat> what, what are you eating? What spiritually are you feeding yourself? Don't feed yourself the same thing that the rest of the world eats. And I talked last week a little bit about Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, how they didn't eat what everybody else ate. But they were stronger, they were wiser, they were able to do so much more, and they were way more spiritual. And they had a depth of discernment and understanding that and prophetic revelation that nobody else had. And so I believe that's important for us to get a cue from that. Don't eat the diet of the world. Eat the diet of Christ. Amen. Eat the word of God. Don't eat their food. Don't consume their information. Uh, Just get in the word of God. God has uh, blessings for those who'll choose uh, 
to read the Word of God. Well, Brother Marty, I get bored, I start falling asleep. You'll get past all of that. You'll get past those moments, and you'll start getting a deeper, more rich presence of God in your life and, and, a, and a deeper understanding of the love of God for you, how much he loves his people and, and, and cares for them and, and wants to show you things in his word. Listen, he reserves special things for me, and I know he does it for everybody else too, but things that he doesn't always share, and I can't always share. So let me talk about the prophet's reward. Are you ready? You know, uh, we, we get this terminology from Jesus, and we've talked about this, Matthew chapter 10, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. Amen? Uh, prophets get a reward because they have a special mantle. Uh, when, uh, when any other of the fivefold ministry gets out there, preaches, or teaches, that's just putting their doctrine on the line. But when you get out there and you say, thus saith the Lord, your reputation is on the line. And so it's very important for God's prophets to be humble, uh, to be submitted, to be accountable, uh, to receive correction when needed. Amen. No man is, is, is uh, perfect. Uh, no man is without fault. No man uh, is, uh, is perfect in every prophetic word. Uh, you know, Samuel, part of his prophet's reward was none of his words fell to the ground. His words came to pass, you know. Uh, but there was a time of growing for Samuel as well. That's why I say some prophets are immature and they don't understand. Uh, and, and that only comes with time and grace and mentoring. Amen. Uh, but a prophet's reward is the way God rewards his prophets. And so I shared with you over the last two weeks the word receive. He who receives a prophet, uh, the Greek word is dukomai, meaning celebrate, <clears throat> accept, approve, uh, to take hold of, to hug, uh, to receive favorably, to call somebody like family, to make, it, make one your own. That's he who receives a prophet, he, he who decomies a prophet, he, he who celebrates and receives the prophets. That's what that's talking about, embracing them with your whole heart. This is how we're called to receive God's prophets. And ultimately, what you're saying is you're receiving Jesus, the prophet. Jesus is the word of God. He is the prophesied word. He is the living word. He is the rhema word. He is the prophet. Amen? And so, uh, again, Hebrew, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And so part of the fivefold ministry is prophets. That's Jesus' ministry in the earth is apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That is the fivefold ministry. That is the ministry of Jesus in the earth. That is the headship ministry of Jesus. Now, the body of Christ, 
uh, is to be raised up by the fivefold ministry, the headship governmental offices of Christ. To for the, the, Christ gave those gifts uh, to mature the saints of God, to raise us up to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. And so the body of Christ is called to be just like Jesus in the earth. <coughs> Excuse me. But Jesus gave five specific gifts to accomplish that. And so Jesus said, he who receives a prophet, uh, or he who receives Jesus, receives the Father. <coughs> he who decomies Jesus, decomies the Father. So if you decomie a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. When you receive the prophet, you're still receiving Jesus. He who receives Jesus receives the Father. And so receiving the fivefold gift of Christ the prophet, you receive more from the Father to hear the voice of God and to be empowered by it. So he who receives a prophet receives a prophet's reward. Now the prophet's receiving the prophet prophet's reward is a completely different word the it's the greek word lambano which means to take hold of or to seize or to take it by force or to make it your own and possess uh, to take possession of to apprehend or to take it back that's what lambano means and so it is more of an aggressive uh, uh, were like an act of violence. I'm taking that. He who receives a prophet, hugs and welcomes and celebrates the prophet, receives or has the ability now to take by force the prophet's reward, what God promised them. And so uh, it, it is bringing your life into a violent alignment with heaven. I'm going to do this. We're going to make this happen, right? So Jesus said, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. We pull it forcefully from heaven, the promises of God into a living reality. And so we wage a good warfare with the prophecies and the prophetic promises that have gone over us. And we receive the prophet's reward. The word reward is the word Greek word misthos, M-I-S-T-H-O-S, misthos. It means payment or pay received for service or work. Rewards that God bestows on his people for good deeds. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, God is a, or Hebrews 6, God is a rewarder of those who diligently and earnestly seek after them. God is the rewarder. So when you cling to a word of hope, uh, a prophetic promise, and most of the time it's hoping against hope, like Abraham, the father of our faith, <clears throat> that what God says is true, about, no matter what it looks like, God's rewards are yours. And then I shared about from 2 Kings chapter 4, about the widow woman who decomied the prophet. She received and celebrated the prophet, uh, Elisha, and she then lambanoed the prophet's reward 
Uh, she got the miracle that money couldn't buy her. She got a son, and then the son was raised back to life. We talked about that. Uh, we talked a little bit about the second level of reward being the uh, the prophets. So the first level of the reward of the prophet is the miracle that money cannot buy. The second is the reward of provision. We talked a little bit about that last week, how Elijah went to a widow woman's house where God sent him. And in the midst of that, uh, he releases a miracle of provision. And so she has a little cruise of oil and some flour. Uh, She's going to make for herself and for her son a little cake. And then they're going to eat it and die, and she has no provision. And so prophet Elijah uh, prays for her, and he says, Now, I want you to give me a cake first. And so by giving him the cake first, uh, she decomizes him as a prophet. She receives him as a prophet. And then she lambanos the prophet's reward when she gets all the the uh, vessels and she pours and the uh, the oil doesn't run out and the bin of flour never runs out. And so she has supernatural uh, reward of provision. And listen, I do believe we are going to start seeing supernatural unlimited unlimited supply of provision for God's people. Amen. Okay, the third level, and I believe I touched on this last week as well, is posterity. So uh, the miracle money cannot buy, the miracle of provision, and then the miracle of posterity. We talked about 2 Kings chapter 4 again, the same story, uh, 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 a similar story about the widow woman who's about to lose two sons to the creditors in Elisha. Uh, tells her to go borrow vessels. Don't borrow a few. Borrow as many as you can. Shut you and your sons in and take the little jar of oil and start pouring. She does that, and she starts overflowing all these vessels. And he says, now, go pay all your debts with all this supernatural oil that God poured out of that little container of oil. And uh, go sell all that oil pay off all your debts, and live on the rest. And what does that mean, live on the rest? It means live on the rest of that supernatural flow of oil. Because of the prophet's reward, she had uh, provision, but then she also had posterity. Her sons and the generations of the future would now be free men, free women, and no, not become slaves because of debt. So let me take this a little bit further now. Another dimension of the prophet's rewards, uh, the prophet's reward is the reward of new beginnings. Prophets release the word of the Lord and they declare new beginnings. They declare reformation. They declare new things for God. God always has something new to say. And we all need new beginnings. We all need fresh starts. That's part of the prophet's anointing. Uh, God releases new information that sets you on a new adventure. Prophet Isaiah prophesied in uh, Isaiah 42, verse 9, Behold, the former things 
have come to pass now. New things I declare before they spring forth, I'll tell you of them. And so this is how uh, the prophetic is supposed to function, to declare what God is doing before it ever happens. Isaiah 43, verse 19, Behold, I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? We are entering into a new season. new month is about to begin. And uh, I believe between April and May, you're going to see something break. It's just going to break. And it'll be a new beginning again. And uh, so... I'm just decreeing that now as a prophet. I'm declaring what God showed me. Uh, It's going to begin something new at the 1st of May. And so we're entering into a new season, uh, spring and then summer, and many new things are going to be birthed. And the prophet's reward is the reward of new beginning. Another level of the prophet's reward is breakthrough. Breakthrough. Prophets carry breakthrough. They carry a breaker anointing. Uh, The eighth son of Jesse was David, uh, the least of the least, the boy who would break through the ranks by the prophet's anointing, take out Goliath, and ultimately become the king of all of Israel. Young David broke through the stalemate with Goliath. They were 40 days and 40 nights stuck in a stalemate with Goliath, and little David had that prophetic anointing on him, poured all over him by uh, Samuel, that prophetic anointing, and he took that and he broke through, and he broke the stalemate with Goliath. He broke the uh, uh, curse off of the nation uh, of the intimidation of Goliath. He broke off all the impossibilities that Goliath was presenting the nation. And the prophet's reward releases the ability to do things that have been impossible before. But now the prophet's anointing shows up and breaks it through. It is a breaker anointing that brings down spiritual foes. I believe we're in a prophetic season of breakthrough, where impossibilities from spiritual stalemates are about to be broken through by the prophet's anointing and mantle, and will prophets will release the prophet's reward of breakthrough. Amen? Another level of the prophet's reward is the prophet's reward of favor. Favor. I call it walking in the fog, the FOG, the favor of God. We walk in God's favor. Prophets walk with an anointing to release favor. It's it's unbelievable, actually. We'll go into restaurants that have nobody in there. Nobody in there, nothing happening. We'll sit down and order food, and then the next thing you know, the restaurant fills with people. We'll, we'll move into an area uh, that's a barren area, and suddenly the favor of God shows up, the breakthrough happens, the favor of God shows up, and it becomes a lush, plush area filled with people. It's the favor of God. Prophets release favor 
as a part of the prophet's mantle. God releases the prophet's reward uh, on all of Israel when Moses prophesies to Pharaoh. Almighty God says, let my people go that they may worship me. And after that, ten wonders or plagues, God causes Pharaoh to release the people of God with great favor as a reward. And what happened? They plundered the Egyptians, and the Egyptians willingly gave them all their wealth. Is that powerful or what? That's favor. I want to encourage you today to expect great doors of favor that have been shut to you to open wide now. Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9 that a wide door for effective work has opened to me, but there are many adversaries. I believe that even as we embrace the prophetic words that God is releasing in this season, we will see an unprecedented time of open doors of favor. Favor. But we may also have to contend with our enemies a little bit more. But be encouraged and have no fear. Your opposition will become your opportunity. Your opposition will become your opportunity. When David faced Goliath, he defeated him, and he was rewarded with promotion. He was given the king's daughter, her hand in marriage, and he moved into the palace. The opposition became his opportunity. In other words, your trial becomes your triumph. Amen? Another dimension of the prophet's reward is that heaven fights for you. Heaven fights for you. Prophets release heaven's army. Prophets open the windows of heaven, open the portals of heaven, you could say, and the angels and the armies of heaven come in and fight for you. In Second Chronicles 20, we've already talked about it a little bit tonight. Jehoshaphat is a righteous king of Judah, surrounded by the enemy, armies set against him in battle array. And then what happens? A prophet, Jehaziel. And, and this is uh, uh, Asaph's great-great-grandson. So the prophetic stays in the lineage, by the way. Prophet Jehaziel stands up and prophesies, you will not need to fight this battle. This battle is not your battle. This is the Lord's battle. And so Judah did what Judah did. Judah used its strength right at that moment, began worshiping and singing prophetically as they marched out to war. And they sang, praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. When they finished singing, they opened their eyes to see that the enemy armies were entirely wiped out as the angel armies of God fought for them and caused their enemies to turn on each other until they were all wiped out. Heaven gotten involved and fought for them. Part of the prophet's reward is that God will cause his angels to engage in your fight and fight for you. Amen? 
Hebrews 1.14 says that God sends his angels to assist those who inherit salvation. In the book of Acts, we read multiple times that the angels intervened to deliver the, deliver the apostles and the prophets and position them to advance the gospel of the kingdom. This is part of the reward for receiving God's prophetic voice. Amen? The reward of changing the nations. Prophets have the anointing to change nations. Prophets shift and change nations. Jeremiah was called as a prophet, and before he was born, God said, this is your call as a prophet, to root up, to tear down, to throw down, to destroy, and then to plant and build. The prophetic anointing will begin to shift the atmosphere over a region, and this shift will cause changes in government, changes in business, changes in the economy, and even break through a nation into revival. That's why I'm so strong about these things. In 2 Kings chapter 2, Elisha receives a double portion mantle from Elijah and goes to Jericho and breaks the curse of death and barrenness off of that region. They were forever changed by the word of the prophet. And they received, they lambanoed the prophet's reward. I believe we're in a totally new era of time. And if the people of God will decomai, receive God's true prophets, the rest of the prophet's reward is available to lambano, to receive, to lay hold of, to bring heaven to earth. We are shifting into a new anointing. And it is time for breakthrough. It's time to lay hold of the prophetic promises of God. It's time for fulfillment. It's time for the people of God to mature and to become the, the true bride of Christ without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish, without blemish, mature. It's time to step into the prophet's reward and to align with God's prophets Embrace, welcome, and celebrate the prophets and the prophetic anointing. Become a prophetic generation and receive and lay hold of and take possession of and, and lay hold of the prophet's reward. Amen? I want to encourage you again, write down what God has prophetically promised you. Paul told Timothy, Write it out. Begin to read it again and again. Go back over those prophecies and wage a good warfare with those prophecies. You need to know what God said about you. Wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you and fight the good fight of faith so that you can receive your reward. Amen? Amen. Listen, I want to thank every one of you who continues to stand with this house, stand with this ministry. Your financial support does more than you know. I'm telling you right now, we're reaching out into new platforms. New networks are reaching out to us, asking for our programming. They're asking, uh, uh, they want the prophets. They want to decomai the prophets, amen? 
And let me just say, you make that possible. Uh, there's expense for for everything that, well, you know, you can't walk out of the house without it costing you something, right? You can't do anything without it costing you. And so it costs a lot to do what we do. Uh, but let me just say this, you make it possible. Even as small a gift as you give sometimes or as large a gift as you give, doesn't matter. God sees it and it makes a difference. And I believe God wants to get this message of hope, the prophetic anointing uh, to more people so that they know that God loves them and God is still speaking today and speaking to them. <clears throat> and throughout the Bible, when God spoke, people gave their best offering to him. And it unlocks the prophetic promise, the reward, the reward of God. And the reward comes to you. Why, why do we have to give an offering? Because it has to do with love and saying thank you to God. It's an action that you take from your heart. And that heart of faith in action is what's pleasing to God. Faith pleases God. You know, I remember when I received my first prophetic word, how it, how it so changed my life. Suddenly, I knew God was real. And, you know, we get the privilege of doing that over and over and over again. Through my whole life, I've been able to release the word of the Lord to so many. And people are touched by God because people stand together and make it possible. And as we give to God what we're believing for in the future, when we give him what we're believing for in the future... God turns around and supernaturally releases it back to us. I want you to know God has something special for you, a reward. <clears throat> so, Lord, we take what you've given to us and we give it back to you. Now, we ask that you multiply it, breathe life into these seeds that are being sown right now. God, open our eyes to see, our ears to hear. God, let us become a prophetic generation now. And we give with faith active and alive in our heart, knowing that as we give, whatever you impress on us to give, Father, you receive it, you multiply it, and you pour it back upon us. And I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing right now for so many. And I bless your people as they obey you and give in obedience to support your prophetic work here. And I bless your people today as they give in Jesus' name. If you're watching on social media, there's a link in the comment section if you want to give. That way you can click on that link and give that way. If you prefer to give by text giving, uh, the number's 84321. That's 84321. Text whatever amount you desire to give to the number 84321. And uh, you'll get a, a, a receipt for that. And there's a back office. You can see what you've given and, and when you've given and all those things. And uh, remember, there's a promise. There's a reward to those who give. And God is releasing reward right now. And so thank you for giving that way. Uh, many of you prefer to send your offering by mail. Some of you do sizable gifts and you prefer to do it 
not through text or electronic giving. You want to mail it. Uh, you can mail it to Marty Layton or LifePoint, L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E. And that address is P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. It's greatly appreciated. And I want to thank you for sowing these seeds. It's sacred when you give to God. That address again is LifePoint, L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E or Marty Layton. P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. I also want to invite you to go to our website. Some people like to give on the website. That's lifepointchurch.cc, L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E, church.cc, all one word. And there's a place you can give right at the top of the page. Also, I want to remind you that we have our prayer wall there. It's right down at the bottom. You can click on that and uh, share with us your prayer requests. And, you know, I, I, one day I'm going to do a, just a show of all testimony of the people that have received breakthroughs. Uh, we get so many emails. We just agree. We link our faith with your faith. And, you know, Matthew 18, 19, where two of you agree is touching anything, uh, it shall be done for them. Whatsoever they ask it for in prayer, it shall be done for them. And so we agree with you in prayer, and I release prophetic uh, decrees over your prayer requests, and we believe God with you. And uh, I believe it unlocks the blessing of God for your life. Amen. And I want to thank you for trusting me with your prayer requests, trusting me to agree with you in prayer. And uh, yeah, just thank you for uh, sharing that with us. And and uh, I want you to know I take it serious and I pray. I also want to invite you to come worship with us every Sunday at 4 p.m. We have a powerful uh, church, LifePoint Church. And uh, we meet at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville. It's always an amazing time in the prophetic. And uh, God is always showing up and showing off. Amen. Deliverance, healing, mountains are moved every service. Our praise and worship is so strong. The anointing is so powerful. The heavens are opened. It is unlike any other worship service. It's so powerful. Prophetic flow in the worship. Prophetic words are released. Strong prophetic teaching uh, we have a strong children's ministry, very anointed children's ministry, and, uh, and pray for people after the service as well. And so come and join us for a service. Uh, bring people who need a miracle, people who need healing. And uh, we just love it. Uh, we pray for people every week, and the anointing is so strong, it just pours into the people, filling them up, strengthening them, building them back up. And uh, miracles taking place right before our very eyes. Amen. And, uh, you know, like I said last week, you may feel the call of God to just move and be a part of this house. Uh, and, and we would welcome you with open arms. God is doing something. Uh, and this prophetic house is leading the way. He's moving in a powerful way right here at Life Point Church. So come and join us. Sunday at 4 p.m. at LifePoint Church, 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville. You don't want to miss it. I also want to extend a great big thank you to Mike Lindell, 
Mike Lindell is a constant blessing to this ministry. He's a continual sponsor and supporter of Speak Life. He's made available to our audience some great products uh, at both of his websites, mystore.com and mypillow.com. Mystore.com is like uh, his version of like an Amazon.com. It's all products that are made here in America. That's mystore.com and mypillow.com. Of course, you know, he has the new 2.0 MyPillow. It's incredible. We all have them. We love them. It's great. Uh, But if you'll use the promo code Marty, my first name, M-A-R-T-Y, you'll receive incredible discounts on all your products, all that you purchase, and uh, it really does make a difference. It's a win-win situation. Uh, You get great products. Uh, He gets to sell his products, and a portion of that goes towards his company, and a portion of that goes towards his legal battles in helping him in that and uh it also a portion of that comes back and blesses this house and so thank you for going to mypillow.com or mystore.com use the promo code marty some of you prefer not to go to a website but you want to use the phone you can call 800-859-2938 that's 800-859-2938 it's a line dedicated just for this audience Remember to use the promo code MARTY so that you receive your discount. Amen. It's a great opportunity to support Speak Life, and I want to thank you for doing it there. Amen. Remember, you can always watch this show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. And please help us by telling others to tune in as well every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. Amen. If you like podcasts, Please check us out on iTunes, on the Charisma Podcast Network, or wherever you get your podcast, Spotify or wherever, and take a minute, give us a good review, help us out that way. I appreciate that. Also, I want to remind you to follow me on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Truth, Getter, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Telegram, Instagram, Frank Social, Parlor, all of them. Just look for at Marty Layton. It's at Marty Layton. Follow me. Uh, subscribe. Let me know you're there. Say hello. Uh, send me an instant message. I'll send you one back. Uh, but follow me on social media and help us out in that way as well. Tell others about our social media posts. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Proverbs 18.21 declares, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Remember always, speak life. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.